Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to this week's episode of the BOF Podcast. Some of you will know that Voices is our annual gathering, bringing together some of the most fascinating people on the planet. This week, we're going back to Voices 2019, where I sat down with Carol Cadwallader to talk about the end of democracy. Now, Carol is an investigative journalist for The Guardian and The Observer, and she worked for over a year with Christopher Wiley to publish her investigation into Cambridge Analytica which demonstrated how culture, information, and algorithms have been used by militaries, governments, and companies to undermine elections around the world, including an unprecedented attack on the U.S. democratic process during the 2016 presidential election. More recently, Carol has been focused on Russian interference during the Brexit referendum in 2016, and she gave an explosive talk which opened the TED conference in Vancouver earlier this year. I sat down with Carol to pick up the conversation from where she left off at TED. Here's Carol Cadwallader at Voices 2019 on the end of democracy. I wanted to pick up at the end of that TED talk. You give a call to action and you know, you're sitting at TED, which is one of these places where the titans of Silicon Valley gather, and you called them all out and said, you know, what are you going to do? I, I, 
what happened after the talk? Did anything happen? Well, it was quite amazing because Chris Anderson, who's the head of TED, he came up on stage and he said, Mark, Cheryl, we know you're watching. Come and tell us. Come to the TED and, and, res and respond to this. And I stepped off stage and literally within about two minutes, somebody from TED came up to me and they said, we want to put the video up straight away. And then they said, but Facebook have complained. And they said, they say that you've got your facts wrong and it's full of mistakes. And it's kind of like, this is sort of, I've been through this process so many times. I mean, I, everything I do like triggers a legal letter, triggers a complaint, triggers this type of stuff. And so, and it always goes through the same process, which is I go, <gasps> and, and I panic and I think, oh no, what have I done this time? And, and then, and I was like, and I was running through it. I was like, but we've checked it. We fact checked everything. We know that this is, and, and, and I said, well, what are they going to come back with? And they said, well, well, we'll wait and see. We've asked them to email by the morning. And um, in the meantime, because Facebook was actually sponsoring Ted, it was like their first year. <laughs> And it was pretty amazing because when I stopped, this, at the end of the video, you see my face go like this because I looked down at the front row and there's this guy just glaring at me. And this is why I sort of tried to scarper off stage. Anyway, so there was this kind of massive kerfuffle and I, I really admired the fact that Ted just sort of like were, well, you know, this is tough. <laughs> you know, this is our stage and we need to say these things. And, and essentially they didn't come back with anything and they put the video straight up. And, and it has, there was no response from Facebook and they didn't come up onto the main stage and rebut those points. And they've refused ever to give any interview with us. And um, I went to an event. Actually, Janine is here around the back. She was uh, the chairing. It's a, a panel event with Nick Clegg. Earlier I was this there summer. too. Were you there too? At Founders. Yeah. When he called me a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. This is the man who is in charge of his his job is to police disinformation on Facebook, and he like pushed out this disinformation about the Cambridge Analytica story and what the accusations were, and um, you know I find their behaviour as a company profoundly troubling, and. One of the reasons why when you, I mean, you know, why I think what you're doing is so important is because there's some really influential people in this room and you're representing really influential brands. And the question I think you really need to be asking yourself is, is Facebook and Instagram, are these safe spaces for your brands to be appearing? Because you, you know, you are the money supply. You are, you are the thing that has created made Facebook into this, you know, trillion. So trillion let's talk company. about that a bit because, you know, um, many people in this room will be aware that the amount of money that fashion companies are spending uh, with companies like Facebook and, of course, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, it's just growing. You know, it's become the predominant way of connecting with consumers. Because it, it's so effective. Yeah, it was effective in targeting people during the referendum and the presidential election, but it's also effective in targeting consumers and getting them to part with their money. So in, in that way, like, how do you see the advertising industry as being complicit in this kind of end of democracy? It's really funny because it, it, I really, it just didn't strike me until about six months ago 
And about six months ago, um, Cannes Lion, the advertising industry festival, in, in, um, announced that it, Alexander Nix, the ex-CEO of Cambridge Analytica, would be coming to speak there. And his bio said, amazing global leader, Alexander Nix, who's built up a blog. And that was his intro. And, and I looked at the range of other speakers they had in an entire week at this event. And they, they, this, this subject, this topic was absolutely nowhere. And, and, and anyway, and I kind of went and did a sort of guerrilla screening of this Netflix documentary, The Great Hack there. But it, it is exactly that, is that the, the advertising industry is completely complicit in this. It is the money supply. And the brands and the fashion industry and these other industries, you are also completely part of it. I mean, and that's because we are all part of it. We are all part of this, um, this ecosystem and the, the financing and the economics of that. And also, therefore, the kind of moral responsibility. It does rest on us. You know, we know these companies are not going to change themselves. Facebook isn't going to spontaneously break itself up. And, you know, we know that the governments aren't doing anything. You know, they are also for their own reasons. They want to be able to use Facebook and Google for their own purposes. And so this is where I think we've got to really be aware that the sort of cavalry isn't coming. We are in this really urgent and quite desperate situation in some ways, and that's where it is on us as individuals. And, and, and that's why kind of I'm so pleased that you're addressing these issues, I guess, in a space like this. Yeah. Um, as a result of your reporting... Uh, Facebook did get fined, you know, $5 billion by the FTC and another $100 million by the SEC. And rather than create some kind of shock to Facebook's stock price at that stage, which had recovered, it went up. How do you explain that? It's just so, I know, it's kind of, that's, it's, it's, I mean, it's incredible because, so Christopher Wiley is in the audience here. And Shamir Sani's around as well. But the, I mean, it was Chris's, ev I mean, what's kind of amazing about that is that it was evidence that, you know, we published and then Chris handed over to the authorities that enabled the FTC to investigate and to bring this absolutely record-breaking fine against Facebook, biggest in history. The biggest in history, and yet the share price went up because it was a relief because that's just small change to a global company of this size. And, and the SEC as well, who, you know, it's a regulator which actually has some teeth. And again, that was a $100 million fine. And the thing is that we are now living in this really, really different world than we were previously, in, in which you, it is, it, how do you hold people to account? And how do, how do you hold companies to account? And, you know, $5 billion is just the cost of doing business to Facebook. I mean, it's just you can build that into your business model, as they have done. And, and so you are in a space where laws do not work. And, you know, the, the legislation of our national governments do not work. And these companies will not even come and answer questions to our lawmakers about this pivotal election that is going to change, you know, the future of Britain forever. 
And you mean the one coming up in in just like well the few one weeks? the one the one that we know we know we I mean in 2016 this was on nobody's radar and there was this series of deeply deeply problematic elections of which Brexit was one and the US presidential election was one. And the thing I say there about how we have no idea of what actually happened, we ha- don't have the evidence, and we- that's still completely true. All of that evidence uh, uh, is still locked inside Facebook servers. And, you know, I think it is absolutely um, incompatible with um, democracy. The fact that a private company can hold all of this information about something as you know, as important as the elections of every single country across the world, that information is being held in a private company that is beyond the rule of law. Now, if that doesn't trouble you, then, um, um, I don't know, maybe you've listened to too many climate crisis talks or maybe you're, you're troubled out, I don't yeah. know. But Well, there's a lot of trouble this morning. I know. It's kind of the wider world. I know, um, but there's so many... There's so many parallels. What are the parallels? I mean, they, they, they were, those were really interesting talks. What Extinction Rebellion is, is doing is amazing. And, and, and that's where, again, I think the people in this room are really consequential because that is changing the language and the, 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 the imagery and the concept of, of, of what these subjects... It's taking it off the news pages in that way. But the thing that really struck me was, you know, they're saying that this is... They've changed the language of how we talk about the uh, global warming, and now we're talking about a, a climate crisis. And I was, I was thinking, you know, well, that's exactly what we have. We have a global democratic crisis. That's what this is. That's what like these out of con- control companies mean, and and it's so much bigger. I mean, our problem here in Britain is we look at everything through this very small wet lens of Westminster politics, and everything is tarred with that. And that's why I kind of get such heat for being some sort of rabid Ramona. But this is it's so much bigger, and it's so much bigger than partisan politics, and. I think with the with the with the climate crisis, it, it was such a big problem. It's been so hard for people. You know, when the problem is so big, it's like the sun. It's you can't look at it directly, and it and it's so you feel you can't do anything. And I feel at the moment, in terms of what technology is doing to the world, and particularly what it's doing to our democratic systems, we're in a bit of a similar position. It's such a big and intractable problem that you don't really know where to start with it. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So we're in the midst of a general election here in the UK. It's the fourth general election in about four years. What do you think is going to happen? You know, how, how, you know, if things haven't changed, you know, Facebook still has all of this data and information that it will not reveal if they're not answerable to parliaments and governments around the world is democracy over well in in britain we're in a you know we're in a pretty interesting position which is every single body and regulator which has anything to do with elections has said our electoral laws do not work they are absolutely unfit for purpose. They can be abused by any bad actor, whether in this country or outside, and we need to urgently fix them. The Electoral Commission has said that. The ICO has said that. The DCMS Committee in Parliament has said that. I mean, we are in no doubt about it, and yet, what did the government do? It called an election and just totally ignored that. And... And you do, you know, you do, what you see very clearly is that actually, you know, the, our, the protecting us is low down that list of priorities and the political, political objectives are very high up it. And, you know, you see it also in the fact that this 
interesting, very, very interesting state of affairs, I don't know if people know about, of this report on Russian interference, which is being personally blocked by Boris Johnson. And not likely to be released until well into next year at this stage, after the election is over, after you know Brexit has happened, assuming the Tories win a majority. Uh, and then we may find out something much, much later. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it is so shocking beyond belief. And I did this story at the weekend, which just, there was so much news. I mean, that's the thing at the moment. There's just so much news. So this story just got lost in the mix. But it was, I did this story about how Boris Johnson, when he was foreign secretary, he was in the middle of the Skripal crisis. Uh, Russia had, you know, used a chemical weapon on British streets, which had killed a woman. And Boris Johnson went to a NATO summit in Brussels to talk to foreign ministers about Russian sanctions. Boris Johnson came out of that meeting. He gave his security detail the slip, which is unprecedented. He took a flight to Italy, where he stayed in the house of his friend, the Russian businessman who owns the Evening Standard and the Independent. And then the new fact we discovered was that whilst he was there, that man's father, who is an ex-KGB agent, flew in from Moscow to meet Boris Johnson. And Boris Johnson was pictured later that day flying home alone from an airport, completely dishevelled. And the passerby said he looked like he was going to throw up on the tarmac. It's, who is this guy? He's our prime minister. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, he is not just exposing himself to risk there. He is exposing the entire country. You do not do this as a secretary of state who is dealing with a crisis with a country that has literally unleashed a prohibited nerve agent on your streets. And to, to, to expose yourself to the... I mean, the, the, the level of recklessness of that is beyond belief. But also naivety. Because, you know, I didn't even realise this. Somebody tweeted it into my thing after I did the article. And there's a quote from Putin from 2006. Putin was in the KGB at the same time as Alexander Lebedev. And there's a quote from Putin, and he says, there is no such thing as a former KGB man. Putin would know. Mm. Um, we were talking about activism earlier this morning. In a way, Carol, you've become not just a journalist, you've become an activist around some of these causes. And, you know, the work that you're doing is obviously having a profound impact, including the $5 billion fine, as, as small as it might mean to Facebook, a record-setting fine from the FTC. How do you think about your journalism and how it's shifting away from maybe what people consider traditional journalism, where you get, you know, really deep into these topics and you, you go after them and you, and you give a TED Talk on stage? Well, for me, it's because, the, because this slippage which has happened, which is that it used to be, there used to be this, it used to be the case that, like, bad people would do bad things. Journalists would, like, find out about it. They would hunt down the evidence. They would publish it. The bad people would be held to account. And, and, and that's the system that we've had. And that worked really well. To, you know. And that, that doesn't work anymore. And, and so I found myself in this place of 
finding out about these things, these incredibly serious crimes and abuses. And, but yet, it does, it, you know, people don't get held to account. And a lot of that, there's so many, it's a very complex reasons why. One of them is the fact that we, there are so few journalists in this country and there are so few independent news outlets and most of them are really partisan and owned by billionaires who have an interest one way or the other. And so there's, there's you know, we, we just haven't, we felt this thing, and, and I think Janine with the, she's around somewhere, with the Snowden story, that was the same way. The Guardian published this stuff, but the other newspapers didn't come in behind. And, and so I just... You know, you know I, I just, for me, it is this thing about being an activist for the truth. And I don't think you can separate yourself from being a journalist, from being a citizen of a country that is, you know, in such an extreme situation where, you know, for whatever reason, I've, I have gone out and collected this evidence, uh, you know, and I do have this understanding. And, and I'm, I get asked to speak at things, you know, things now. And I... I, it, it's, you know, it feels just to me that it is part of the job. I'm just trying to communicate the story and the importance and why we need to care about it. And, and that for me is just absolutely part and parcel of the journalism. All I've wanted to do is try and communicate the story. And the thing about the Cambridge Analytica story is that it was broken I didn't break it. It was broken in December 2015 by a Guardian, a journalist called Harry Fox Davis. And he uncovered a lot of the key facts way back then, but nobody took any attention. And, and then and I started writing about it. And another journalist in Switzerland, Hannes Grassedger, we were writing about this through 2017. And Facebook was just able to ignore it. And in fact, in the SEC report, it says Facebook lied to us. That's in the report. Facebook lied to me in its answers about Cambridge Analytica. And so this thing of like needing, I felt I has had to find a different way of telling the story. And that's where like Chris was a gift from the gods because it, it was, and then Shamir as well in, in with the, the vote leave fraud. It's that thing about humanizing this story having somebody who's able to speak to it directly and is able to explain it. And that just, that just puts it in a different kind of league. And, yeah. um, and I, I, it is, I feel almost that there is this thing of like, you need to keep telling the story differently in a different way until it goes through. And that's what we found. I mean, that's the Greta Thunberg message. That's the climate crisis lesson. You just got to keep going. It's come at a huge personal cost to you though, right? Because... Um, I've been following you actively on Twitter for quite some time now, and the trolls come out. You know, Andrew Neal, the BBC presenter, called you a mad catwoman. You know, Nick Clegg um, accuses you of, you know, propagating conspiracy theories. This is a challenging way of pursuing journalism. Can you talk a little bit about the kind of personal impact on you? I think that basically I do think kind of being a woman or a person of color doing anything in public life is you does bring a higher level of attention and attacks. And that's not just me. That is all sorts of people. And but I mean, it's I mean, I, there is some I, I mean, apps, I find it really profoundly depressing at times. And I find it really profoundly depressing because 
the, it's a compliment that they can't come after the journalism. You know, they, they kept on trying to come after the journalism and they kept on failing. But what they can come after is me. And so I am the weak spot of this story. And the fact that actually, as I say, there's, there's not been enough journalists come up behind. It's made me this sort of like easy target. So it's a compliment, but it's also pretty painful because it misogynism, it just misogyny, it just works. Sexism really works. And you know, the, I got I, you know, I I I I you know, really early on, actually, and Chris will remember this, this sort of moment that we had when I, I you know, for me it was this thing about reporting while female and the, the, the sort of price you pay for that. And you get it as well. You know, we saw it with these attacks in Parliament. There were two MPs who stood up on the story and they got this really homophobic abuse. And it was like they got attacked for legislating while homosexual. You know, like doing any of these jobs that, you, you, you know, it just, it's, and, and it's just this, we're in this world of propaganda and, you know, propaganda is effective and, that, and that's why they do it. Well, I want to applaud you because I think the work you're doing is so important. And I hope that the messages that Carol has underscored again here today will resonate with you and that you'll take them with you back to your companies and teams. Because, you know, a lot of the things we've been talking about today, they seem like these complex, distant things. Um, that are hard to understand, but it takes someone like Carol to explain it to all of us. So thank you very, very much. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, biannual special print editions, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <laughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. 
The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.